Rich, uh, lovely to meet you. Thank you for taking time to do this. My absolute pleasure. Tell me, whereabouts are you based right now? So I'm actually based in the UK. I'm in Bath, beautiful city of Bath, uh, uh, here in the southwest. Is, is that where your offices are based? So the Paddy offices are over in Bristol, so not too far away from me here. Uh, we're just tucked in south, uh, south of Bristol, near the Bristol airport, in fact. F fantastic. Um, we're actually here to um, primarily talk about your support for um, Dive Cornwall project, uh, which I heard about um, because of the Paddy release a press release that came on to Scubaverse. So I'd like to get to that in a minute if we can. Um, but first of all, just to, just to set this up, um, can you just describe what Paddy is and um, what the role of the EMEA regional support team is and your part in that? Absolutely, absolutely. So Paddy, the Professional Association of Diving Instructors, is the training organization that you know, many people listening will be familiar with. We create uh, diving programs, educational products, which are used by PADI members all around the world to bring people into the diving world. Everything from those discover scuba dives, those very first experiences, through to instructor training programs, technical diving and free diving. So the members, the people out there in the dive centers teaching those courses and, and guiding dives will be members of PADI. And for those of us working for PADI itself, like, like me, we are there to support those members, help their businesses, and help make sure the diving industry continues to grow. PADI EMEA, which you mentioned as well, so EMEA is Europe, Middle East, and Africa. So we've got three primary offices around the world, one in America, uh, one in Sydney in Australia, and us here in Bristol. So we look after, as the name implies, all of those paddy dive centers in Europe, all across the Middle East, and all across Africa as well. So it's a it's a lot of people out there. Yeah. Uh, do you have a big team working with you? We have, yeah. We've got a reasonably large team. So we, we, we're working set in smaller groups looking after different countries. So I'm really lucky I get to look after the UK, my, my home country, where I did most of my diving. I also look after the teams who take care of things like France, uh, Portugal, uh, the Maldives and, and Greece are my primary areas. So we've got dedicated teams for each area after that as well. Excellent. Do you get to travel to those places or is it all well, office bound? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. COVID notwithstanding anyway. Yes. Wow. I, 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 I've been very fortunate to get out and meet divers and diving instructors in all of those places. So I, I'm very fortunate indeed to get to do that. Nice. Nice. Um, so uh, the Dive Cornwall project, how, how did yourself or Paddy become involved in that? Yeah, well, we were originally approached by uh, one of the guys involved in this, uh, Andy, who is, is the kind of the mainstay of the concept. Uh, Andy approached us. He's been involved with Paddy for a long time. Uh, he approached us really with this vision and this idea of finding a way to move the message of marine conservation and scuba diving out to young people around the UK, which is really very much in line with a lot of the organization's goals, looking for ways to pass the, the torch of scuba diving on to future generations. Uh, and Andy approached us and described his vision for how that would work. And really, we've been a pleasure working with him since then. So then how, how does that help support manifest itself? 
So, so for us, that's been really about looking at how we can engage other paddy dive centers around the UK to work with Andy. So we can, you know, one thing we can do is amplify a message. So Andy has a vision uh, and, and the project's vision of how it's working. So we've been able to communicate that to dive centers around the UK to create a network to support him with that. We are looking to find ways to support the actual training aspect of, of that as well. So part of the project's plan is to take some young people and teach them to scuba dive in Cornwall. So we're helping facilitate that side of things. And also we're in a position to obviously lend that credibility to the, the process as well. You know, by being part of the support, the Paddy logo is the most recognised logo in the diving industry. And so when Andy is going out and talking to schools, you know, we hope that that will help support his messaging to, to that educational system as well. Yeah, indeed. It sounds good. It sounds a fantastic yeah. project. It, it, it is it is really exciting and it really is something you know I, i've been very lucky personally i've been working in my capacity looking after the uk for about five years now and something we've always been looking for is different ways to engage young people we work with all the individual dive centers on their local projects and they do a great job of speaking to local schools and connecting them but the dive project cornwall really offers a national opportunity to try and do that as well so it's really the next level up uh, and I think we've been able to bring, you know, or Andy's been able to bring a lot of really important stakeholders around the industry together to make this work. So, yeah, it's a really exciting project. Globally for Paddy, um, I know you, you have Project Aware. Indeed, yes, indeed, yeah. So how does that work? I mean, how is that working? Are you, are you actually getting results from... Uh, from working with marine conservation? Is it proving positive? Yeah, that's a great question. So in fact, very recently, that's gone through an evolution. So the Project Aware has become the Paddy Aware Foundation. So it's actually become part of the Paddy organisation as a foundation rather than a separate entity, which really weaves it into some of the key changes Paddy undertook a few years ago now. So go back a few years, Paddy as an organisation is, you know, is, is globally dominant in, in the marketplace and what we do. And we really started to challenge ourselves around what can we do as an organization to positively use this, this influence that we have. So we adapted the, the, the terminology used. We now talk about Seek Adventure, Save the Ocean as a core tenant of what Paddy strives to do. Our, our vision is all about restoring a balance between humanity and the ocean. And so our whole focus of the organization has switched to, you know, we know we teach the world to dive. We know we're generating thousands, hundreds of thousands of divers, a million certifications a year issued through PADI. But how can we take this body of passionate people and really engage them in being proactively looking after the, the environment? So the PADI Aware Foundation was formed out of that, moving Project Aware into this role to look at the messaging, not only to divers and the direct impact that those divers can have to fulfill this uh, vision. But also the, the work we do directly with NGOs, the work that we do in terms of protection. Uh, we do a lot of work with CITES, protecting shark uh, species, particularly as a focus. So we're trying to pick particular focal areas that we can work with. We're not going to go and challenge climate change directly because there are bigger organisations focused on doing those things. So we're looking at within the the spectrum of marine conservation, what can we do and what can divers do which can have direct impact? Have you got a, um, within that, um, do you have a main project 
uh, a main aim at the moment? So there, there, yeah, there are, there are several. So marine debris is a key focus and has been for a number of years. So really focusing on that subject. And again, people listening may have been familiar with the, the Dive Against Debris app. So that involves encouraging people to do beach cleanups and underwater cleanups, but also to log that data through the app, which allows us to communicate that to relevant bodies to, and we work in partnership with things like Marine Conservation Society and other organizations to share that information. So we look at the, the debris and also sharks. That's been the other key area. Sharks, iconic for us all as divers, key apex predators. So looking at how we can afford further protection to them, really through two areas, education, so we obviously have, which is what Paddy does, we have uh, our educational courses for divers on sharks and shark conservation. But also, as I mentioned, working, going to the CITES conferences, lobbying for support, lobbying for support from governments, using our influence to gather signatures, petitions and divers to lend that voice, that, that amplify that voice to support those, those focuses as well. I know it's a really, it's a really hard one to quantify. Um, because, you know, you put the word out there, you lead by example, uh, you encourage people, but it's difficult to quantify the results of that. But, but can you in any way? I mean, have you got any success stories that, that really stand out? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And you're right. I mean, I, th I think we, the good news is we do. I know success stories are things like the recent protection of Mako sharks. You know, that was one of the successes at one of the recent societies. We were part of the lobbying bodies which were supporting that side of things. Uh, and also the data, the impact on, on debris. So we logged prior to the pandemic, a million pieces of, of debris removed through the Dive Against Debris apps. So that's what people had recorded on their app in the space of one year. So a million pieces of, of, of junk coming out of the ocean by divers following that program. That's, you know, it's a small amount given what is going into the ocean, but it's, it's a million less pieces which are in there. So the nice thing is that there are some real tangible wins in there as well. Uh, great, great to hear. Really is. Yeah. The, the, the project, Dive, uh, Dive Cornwall project, is aimed at younger people. Yes. Within your global uh, projects and Project Aware, well, what's the sort of average age of not so much people learning to dive, but people that actually go on then to take notice of marine conservation? Mm. I mean, is there an age group that does more than others? That's a really interesting question. I think in terms of the sort of first part, people engaging with diving, it's interesting, it very much varies depending on where in the world you are, of course. You know, culturally, there are some big shifts depending on, on which can move things. Thinking about here in the UK, so specific to, 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 to you and I at the moment anyway, the, the diving demographic for some time has been older. It's trended towards older men, typically. Um, and that's been a really important thing for us to try and redress. You know, scuba diving is not a cheap sport to get into and, and, and you know it's important that we have good quality equipment we have good quality training but that can make it throw up some barriers for young people to get involved with which is one of the reasons that the project is so important of course because it helps a group of people overcome that potential barrier um, and also addressing perhaps that balance through some of the things like women's dive day uh, we're really keen to promote the role of, of more women involved in scuba diving we have incredible female role models within the diving industry and it's really important that we promote them to uh, the potential future divers as well. Uh, so we're seeing that adjustment happening in terms of engagement uh, in diving. 
I think in terms of engagement with marine conservation, it's probably harder to quantify. My gut reaction would be to say that I think it is something very much in the minds of young people at the moment. Certainly on a more global scale, you see your Greta Thunberg and, and, and really uh, you know, iconic people now from that demographic who are talking to a younger population. I know my children are, are, are heavily invested in the concept, for example. So I think there is a real interest. And again, I think that's why the, the project is really interesting, because we want to connect that interest in protection of the environment and specifically the marine environment with getting people involved in diving and maybe people who aren't in a position to learn to dive under normal circumstances. And I hope that's a really exciting combination for the future. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> it is, it's just ultimately important. It, it's Absolutely. crucial that it, that it all works in the end for all our sakes, really. Tell me, if um, people or groups, individuals, whatever, um, have uh, a marine conservation project that they've either started or would like to get started, is that something they can approach uh, Paddy with to get, get a response? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So we have dedicated team members to who look at exactly this area. And depending on the support and things that we are needed, we have a range of things to help people. Everything from kind of basic tips and guidance and advice on simple things like how to conduct beach cleanups and, and tips for divers through to guidance on marketing and talking about your event and through to grants where our financial grants available for people which we offer as well to help get projects off the ground as well so there is a spectrum of opportunity there for people uh, and yeah i would absolutely encourage people to contact paddy directly if there are if they've got something which they think which we can help with uh, you know we'd love to be there to try and support people as much as we can fantastic that there aren't um too many groups that would offer that so uh, I'm quite yeah. impressed. I think that's a great thing to be doing. Well, no, we're very we're very proud to be part of it, and and it is it is just something which really is at the heart of everything the organisation is is doing. So, if we can find a way to to lend that support to people, then we'd be delighted. So, yeah, absolutely. Anyone listening, if they if they see that opportunity, then please uh, you know, do reach out to us. Rich, it's been great to meet you, and lovely to learn about the project and your involvement um, with the Dive Cornwall project, um, which is still in development stages i believe not quite there yet yes it, it, it's up and running uh, in the sense that it is being being put together at the moment they are looking for support from that network of people around the country they are looking for further sponsors and support as well so again anyone who's listening and is in a position to to help with that i would would ask you to reach out to um to andy and the team there definitely Will do. We actually um, put out a little interview with Andy already uh, out on Scoobiverse, so um, he's covered his bases on that, and, and that was good to hear all about it. Um, Richard, please, if you get more press releases um, about this project, but any conservation project at all, please do do send them through. We'd love to keep up to date on Scoobiverse and what you're doing. It'd be an absolute pleasure. No, thank you for your time, Jeff. It's been been good fun. Nice speaking to you. Ah, uh, you too. Well, thanks. Bye for now. Take care. All the best. Bye.